you have an opportunity to write a different story. Instead of falling back into default mode and doing what you've always done and just sleepwalking through this time of the year, you have an opportunity to snap out of it. You have an opportunity to wake up and to be present. You have an opportunity to be intentional. It's not what you know that creates transformation in your life. It's what you do with what you know. Hey, you're listening to the How to Turn Your Goals into Reality podcast, where I firmly believe that your wildest dreams are 100% possible. My name is Teresa, and I'm obsessed with goal setting for results, using systems to make it easier, mastering neuroscience to transform your life, and helping you to figure out how to get your life to work for you. So I'm a city chick who started an online business with two kids under two years old. And yes, I know I was crazy. (laughs) And I created $4,000 in less than 14 days. But that, my friend, was just the beginning. Since then, I've been able to multiply that by helping people just like you to create an impact in the world while living their purpose. And here, I teach you proven strategies and best kept secrets to building a life that is aligned with your vision and helping you to blaze a trail to your unique destiny. Miss an opportunity to keep it real? (laughs) Never. Success and failure mixed with a lot of business plus audacious goal setting while trying to figure out motherhood and purpose are all a few things that we talk about here. So how about you think about this as your one-stop shop, the place that you go to, to spend time with your inner circle and to be around like-minded, ambitious trailblazers who are committed to living a life full of purpose and impact no matter what. Grab your favorite notebook, pour a glass of your favorite bottle of Moscato, and get ready to be challenged, inspired, and moved to action. This is where you come to listen, learn, change, and grow. Let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of the How to Turn Your Goals into Reality podcast. It's your girl, T. I get super excited when I get to sit down and record these episodes for you. And by the way, I got to tell you up front, it is Canada Day weekend. So you might hear some firecrackers popping off in the background. It's all good. Nobody got shot. Okay. (laughs) I live close to downtown and we often have firecrackers going off at all hours of the day. So all throughout today, there has been firecrackers and it's been awesome. I love it. But I just want to give you that heads up so that you don't think people are shooting each other in the background while I record this. (laughs) So I am super pumped because we started, I finally launched a group coaching program. And if you're part of the email family that we have going on, you're part of the email list, then you received an invite to join. And so a couple of weeks ago, I sent an invitation out to everybody letting you guys know that, hey, I have this group coaching program coming up. It's not going to be the typical group coaching program. I've been thinking about it for a while and I finally finally decided to launch it. And here's why. It took me so long because I didn't want to make something that was already available, right? I didn't want to create this, you know, big group of people in this Zoom room trying to get my attention, trying to receive coaching, wanting to be on the hot seat. And then they just end up being in a breakout session talking to other people that are struggling 
like them, right? I wanted to create something that was intimate, something that was um, like a, a community of people who were on the same journey at the same level in their business and in their life. And were all ready for transformation, all ready to do what was required to get to the next level. And so I didn't, I didn't have the time to, to commit to building that community and, and, and showing up in that way. And now I do. And so we are starting the group coaching program this month. So over the next 12 weeks, we are digging into business goals, building our businesses, building ourselves, becoming the trailblazers that we need to be in order to create the kind of shifts that we want to see happen in our life and in our business and our families and our finances, et cetera. And during this process, a lot of people who applied to be a part of the group coaching program actually asked if I could help them with their health goals. And so I want to be very, very, very clear, okay? All of my coaching, all of my programs, everything that we offer, alignment. Alignment is to help you to find your purpose. 90 Days One Goal is to help you to achieve your personal and business goals. And this does not include finances or weight loss. These are specifically purpose-aligned goals that help you to create an impactful life. So if you are someone who has a vision to create massive change in the world, and I'm not just talking about being famous and having a lot of followers on Instagram. I'm talking about being a voice that makes a difference in this generation. If you are someone who is passionate about inspiring others to do better and to make healthier choices and to maximize their potential, and you want to use your platform to spread a healthy, loving message, like you know, saving orphans and loving babies and taking care of yourself and all that kind of stuff, then my programs are for you. If you are someone who wants to build wealth, my programs are not designed to walk you through that process. Do we talk about money and wealth? Absolutely. Do we talk about health and fitness? Absolutely. But is it designed to help you to lose weight? Not at all. Can you lose weight as a byproduct of enrolling? 100%. But I am not a health coach we do not dive into nutrition. We do not dive into stocks and what's happening in the market and what type of accounts to open and all that kind of stuff. No, we don't talk about that. It's focused on business and impact. And so if you have a desire to start a business, 90 days, one goal would be awesome for you. You can jump on the wait list. And when the doors are open, you will be notified, right? If you have a desire to have a deeper understanding of your purpose. What is the point of your life? Why are you here? And I know that in some Christian circles, they'll say the only purpose of your life is to worship God. Well, there that is a purpose. That's one part of it. But he, he's also given you an assignment. He's also des designed you to do specific things. He's also equipped you and called you to do something, right? If your only purpose, if our only purpose was to worship God, then all of us would be in heaven just worshiping. But we're on earth for a reason. We are on earth for a purpose. So what is the point of your time on earth, right? The time that you have left. What are you here to do with that? That's what I walk you through in alignment. And so if you are interested in that, you can jump on the wait list for that as well, okay? I will include those links, okay? Remind me, guys. If the links are not in the show notes, reach out to me on Instagram and say, girl, you promised me the links. You did not put the links in the show notes. And we will add it there for you, okay? Because what often happens is I record the episodes I send it off to my podcast editor, who is awesome. His name is Gian. And then I create, the, or sometimes I create it. Sometimes uh, my right-hand lady, Carissa, creates the, the show notes. And then 
That's it. And so if you're missing the links for anything, holla at me, let me know, and we will get them there for you. All right? We do not do weight loss and we do not do finances or things like that. Now, I do have a friend who is a fitness coach and I did work out with him a few years ago. And so if you're interested, holla at me, I can send you his information. I also have a few friends who are financial coaches and, and they're awesome at what they do. And I can share their information with you as well. So there you have it. All right. So now in this episode, it's all about asking me anything related to goal setting. And I want you to know up front that this is not going to be your typical Q&A because all of these questions are coming straight from you, right? I posted a poll over on the gram a few days ago. If you're not a part of the Instagram community, you got to come join us, join us, give us your ideas, share your opinions, give us your input so that we can make this program, this podcast better for you right? My only mission, the only reason why I do the things that I do, the only reason why I have a podcast, the only reason why I'm on Instagram, the only reason why there's a blog and a website and all these things is because I want to give to you the things that I wish I had when I was getting started in my journey, right? I want to pour into you. I want this to be the place where you get your questions answered because I know there's a lot of noise on the internet. I know there's a lot of people saying a lot of things, but how much of it is actually true? How much of it is actually based in people's experience and not just theory? How much of it is actually founded in like principles and backed by scientific research and that's actually proven to be reliable? Something that you can actually build your life on, build your business on, right? And that's what I want this place to be for you. A safe place where you can come and receive the support, encouragement, coaching, love, and challenge the push you need to get out of the nest and actually go and soar with the eagles because you are an eagle. If you listen to this podcast and you like actually come back time and time again, you are an eagle. You're the type of person who will soar. You you know that you have a lot to offer. You know that God has created you and called you to do amazing, crazy, inspiring things in the world. And right now you're doing your due diligence. You're developing yourself. You're, you're filling yourself with things that will get you to the next step. Right. And so I want to do everything that I can to give you what you need to do that and beyond. And so that's why I have these courses available to deepen your understanding and to figure out how to implement the things that we talk about on the podcast. And on the podcast, I want this to be a space where you can come and weekly get that dose of fire that you need to finish what you start during the week. So all of these questions are coming straight from you. I posted a poll over on the gram and I'm so grateful that you actually responded. And so what we did was we took all of your questions, we put them into a Google Doc, and we've stored them. So the questions that I am not going to get to answer in this episode will be answered on a future episode. All right. So keep your eyes peeled for that. And I will keep you in the loop once they're posted. And so now before we jump in, I'm going to give you an opportunity right now to put your phone on DND, aka Do Not Disturb. Okay. Then open up a note-taking app. So depending on your phone, for me, I have an Android. So you can open up a Samsung app. You can open up Evernote if you have it downloaded on your phone. You can open up Notion. Whatever it is that you use to take notes, open it up. 
because this is the kind of episode you're going to want to take notes on seriously. And then I want you to find somewhere to sit down and, and get cozy because in this episode, I'm answering your questions. And so this means that once you get the clarity you're looking for, you have absolutely no excuse for not taking inspired action over the next six weeks. So today, as this episode drops, we are in the third quarter. That means that there are six months left before this year ends. Now, a lot of the times we get to the end of the year and we're like, oh my goodness, it's November. I said in January that I was going to do X, Y, Z, and I still haven't done that thing. Man, I feel like I'm falling behind. I feel like life is not fair. I feel like I never get ahead. I don't know what I'm doing. What did I do wrong? And all these things come up. Am I lying or am I lying? Right? It's the truth. We all do it. Right? And we begin to beat ourselves up over the things that we didn't do. But for one, what would happen if you actually looked at what you did do and you celebrated what you did do? And number two, right now you have an opportunity to do things differently. You have an opportunity to write a different story. Instead of falling back into default mode and doing what you've always done and just sleepwalking through this time of the year, you have an opportunity to snap out of it. You have an opportunity to wake up and to be present. You have an opportunity to be intentional. And so what I'm going to challenge you to do all through this episode is when you hear something that catches your ear, I want you to write it down in the note doc that you opened up. Okay. And if you didn't open it up right now, you have an opportunity to put your phone on, do not disturb, find a seat, get cozy and open up a note. Because again, it's not what you know that creates transformation in your life. It's what you do with what you know. Anybody can have knowledge. This is why knowledge is not power. Anyone can know a bunch of things. Anyone can have a bunch of facts and a bunch of information lingering around in their mind. But what are you doing with the things that you know, right? Maya Angelou said, when you know better, you do better. Most of us just know better, but we don't do any of it. We know that, hey, eating healthy is going to help me to feel better. Eating healthy is going to help me to feel like myself again. Eating healthy is going to help me to have a clear mind. I can think clearly. And yet most of us still choose to drink a bunch of pop, eat a bunch of chocolate, munch on a bunch of chips, do eat a bunch of candy and do things that we know are contrary or against the result that we want. And then we complain and say, oh my God, I can't believe I did this to myself. But really we had the option to do things differently. And so I don't want to see you fall down that, that bunny hole. I've been down there a thousand times. You've been down there a thousand times. We don't need to do it again. We know what it's like. So let's make a new decision. It's a new quarter, new quarter, new me, right? We said at the beginning of the year, new year, new me. Well, what about this? New quarter, new me, new week, new me, new day, new me. Every day we have fresh opportunities. There are brand new mercies every morning. We, we can show ourselves mercy and grace. We don't have to wait for it. We can say, hey, it's a new minute, new me, new hour, new me, right? Instead of saying, oh, I'll get started tomorrow. No, I'll get started in the next minute, right? This is how we begin to break the old patterns and create a new version of ourselves. 
And it's not even just about becoming the our best selves because we hear that everywhere, right? You got you to gotta become the best you in order to achieve your goals. But it's not even about that. Really and truly, if we focused on living into our full potential, if we focused on becoming the the healthy person God made us, if we focused on getting back to our original design, because think about it, when we're young, we have crazy big dreams and we have strong work ethic. Nobody has to tell us. Like when I look at my kids, I have three kids under six right now. My oldest is turning seven in October and I'm super proud. Whoop, whoop, happy mom. <laughs> right? So I have three kids under six right now. And when my kids want something, there's no way for me to stop them from getting it. No matter how many times I tell Popsy, my three-year-old, get down, do not touch there, don't go there, you're going to get hurt, stop right now, go to your room, and all these things, he still finds a way to sneak past me, to maneuver and scheme and get to the thing that he wants. There's no convincing him out of the thing that he wants, right? And so when we get older, we are told all of these limiting beliefs, all of these lies that begin to cloud our perspective and cloud our judgment. And we begin to see through the eyes of society. We begin to see through the eyes of our environment. We begin to see through the eyes of our friends and family, the movies that we hear, the music that we listen to and all these things. And we think that this is how life is. We hear someone say life is hard and we take that on. Oh my God, life is so hard. We hear somebody say money doesn't grow on, grow on trees. Oh my God, money doesn't grow on trees. I got to work hard for money. We hear somebody say, oh, achieving your goals is so hard. You might as well not even set them because you won't achieve them. And then we take that on. Oh my God, achieving my goals is going to take so long. I might as well not do any, I might not, might as well not do anything about it. Right. And so as we become aware of these limiting beliefs, AKA lies, we're able to create, make new decisions in the present instead of relying on the past to create our story and to write our our destiny and the place that we end up, right? And think about it. Whenever we choose to live in the past and to make decisions based on the past, and here's what I mean. When we choose to say, oh, the last time I tried to achieve my goals, it didn't, it didn't work. And so I'm not going to do it again. What we're doing is we're making decisions today based on a past experience. Now, if if you had a child, whether it was your child or, or your neighbor or, or somebody else's child, some kid that you saw playing at the park, if they came to you and they told you, hey, I'm not going to go play at the park today because the last time that I tried to slide down the slide, I got hurt. What are you going to tell them? You know that, yes, there is some danger there. When you play in the park, when you play in the monkey bars, you can fall and get hurt when you slide down the slides. You absolutely can slide down and get hurt. And what's the flip side of that? Because everything has two sides, right? The flip side is, you can play at the park and have the most fun that you ever had in your life. You can make a new friend. You can create some new adventure, right? The, the park is your, your oyster. Just like they say, the world is your oyster. You can create anything you want. The same thing at the park. You can imagine it being any place you want. You can, you can play with those little driving things. At my park over here, they have like these car wheel things that you can drive around. They're vroom, vroom. You can play with those and pretend like you're a pirate. Right? You can pretend like you're a captain of some big ship. You can imagine that you're anywhere in the world when you're at the park and have a blast. You know what I mean? And so it's the same thing when it comes to, to our goals. 
we can try it again and we can look at, oh man, I tried it before, I might get the same result. Or we can look at the flip side and say, you know what, I tried it before and yeah, before I didn't do so well, it didn't work out. Here's the lesson that I got from that and here's what I'm going to do now. Here's what I'm going to do differently. Here's what I learned from that experience. And then we can go at it again. And this time we're going to get a different result because we are approaching it from a different perspective, a different way of being. And that will absolutely create a different result. And even if we don't hit the goal, we're making progress because everything that we do to accomplish something, and if it doesn't work, we get to learn what doesn't work. And in learning and understanding what doesn't work, we're getting closer to understanding the principle. And when we discover the principle, we know how to make it work. No matter the situation, we know how to make it work. And so that's just a little nugget right there. I hope that you took some notes on that. But if you didn't, you might want to rewind this and go back. <laughs> All right. So here we go. Here's the first question. So by the way, I won't be sharing anybody's name just for the sake of confidentiality. But the way that it, this, this whole thing works is whenever somebody has a question, it's be, there's this, there's statistically when somebody asks a question, other people are thinking the same thing. But the person who asked the question is just the one who is brave enough to ask it. And so we're just going to keep everybody's name confidential. We're not going to share any IG handles or anything like that. If you are someone who doesn't mind, you know, sharing your IG handle or having people know that you are the one asking the question, then that's cool, right? But anyway, so here's the first question. I'd like to hear your what your perspective is of goal setting and why it's important. So I think that's dope. I think that we have heard, like we all have our own understanding of what goal setting is and why it's important. And I think that we all have, we all come to the same conclusion, right? So the basic answer is that we, the reason why we have goals is because they help us to achieve something that we've never achieved before, right? The reason why they're important is because having goals helps us to grow. They help us to behave in ways that we haven't behaved before. Because the reason why we don't have the result that we desire is because we haven't done the things that allow us to experience those results. And the way to have the things that get us to the result is by developing ourselves, right? We get to evolve as individuals. We get to enhance our character. We get to mature and master our skills which then enable us to do the things that get us the results. And then we get to set new goals, which then get us to grow, which then get, get us to do the things that get us the results. And so it's a continual process of evolution. It's a continual, continual process of learning and growing. It's a continual process of expanding ourselves and this is why goal setting is healthy. This is why goal setting is beautiful. This is why goal setting is necessary. If we don't set goals, then it becomes harder to measure our growth and it becomes harder to be intentional about our growth. And so that's my perspective on goal setting and that's why it's important.
So the next question is, does goal setting work? So this is like asking if dieting works, right? We know the answer is yes, it works. But the only way that it works is when we work it. And this reveals a principle in life. And the principle is that anything you work, works. So there's actually a proverb that says, all hard work brings a profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. So what, what does this mean? What is hard work exactly? Because I know we all have a different picture of what hard work is. So when I started asking myself, what exactly does hard work mean? Because I know that putting in hard labor and, and being physical and pushing yourself to the limit and torturing yourself to, to achieve something is not it. Hustling and grinding and forcing yourself is not it. Okay, that is not what hard work is. And I know that in our culture, that is often what is 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 depicted as being hard work, but it's so far from what hard work actually is. So when you when you look at in from a healthy, clear perspective, when you look at what hard work is, it has more to do with overcoming challenges and developing your character more than it does with putting in external effort to achieve something, right? A lot of people say, oh man, I got to go do some hard work in order to get paid, right? I got to go put in my time in order to get paid. But that's because most of us have a distorted view on what hard work and what putting in time actually means. And so the, the principle of hard work is actually the principle of diligence. And so whenever we, we are diligent, we are being effective because anything that we do consistently leads to results. And so this principle works whether we have healthy practices or unhealthy practices. It works with our personal goals and with our business goals. It works whether we're in North America or in a third world country, right? Whether you're intentional about it or whether you ignore this principle. It works whether you were born in a wealthy family or whether you were found abandoned in a garbage dump. It doesn't matter. It's a universal truth that is working in your life right now, whether you're aware of it or not. It's like gravity. It's a principle. And so our lack of awareness doesn't change the fact that it exists. And so we, we can lean into it and work with it or we can ignore it and work against it. But either way, the principle is working. And so does goal setting work? Absolutely. What does hard work mean? It means being diligent. Anything you do consistently produces a result. So if, if we choose to eat McDonald's consistently day in and day out, we're going to get a result. Whether that result is favorable or not is another conversation, but we will get a result. When we are effective time managers, when we maximize our time, when we're intentional about how we spend our time, we get a result from that. We're closer to achieving our goals. We feel good. We feel healthy. We are more productive. All of it, right? We get a result from it. When we choose to squander our time and be idle with our time and not make the most of every opportunity, we get a result from that too. So everything that we do produces a result. We are all diligent people. Because I know you might be thinking like, this all sounds awesome, but I can't be diligent. I, I, I don't know how to be consistent at anything. Well, think about it. When you wake up every morning, do you get up and brush your teeth? 
Whether your answer is yes or no doesn't matter, right? Because that is something you're you're consistent in. Whether you brush your teeth every morning, you are consistent in that. Or if you don't, you are consistent in that. So that shows that you have the discipline. You have the habit of consistency. You know what it means to be consistent. Hey, Trailblazer. No matter where you're at, you're in the perfect position to get to your next milestone. It's really just a matter of putting one foot in front of the other and actually doing the work. So people often ask me, yo T, what are you doing differently that allows you to crush bigger and bigger goals without neglecting yourself, your family, and the things that matter to you? And I find it really funny because a lot of people think that it boils down to mastering just one thing. (laughs) Oh, how I wish this was true, but it's not. It's a few key things that have a major impact on everything else. And if you're missing or not doing these things, then you won't see the success with your goals that you're hoping for. So over the next few weeks, On May the 23rd, I am teaching my students exactly what I do differently that allows me to crush bigger goals every year. And I'll be showing you the principles behind why it works. So I'm hosting this training in just a few weeks. And if you're wondering, it's absolutely free. So you can head over to TeresaForever.com slash goals and reserve your spot for this live training class because it's going down. And I can't wait to hang out with you. Have the habit of consistency. You know what it means to be consistent. You get up and it's kind of like an auto response. It, you're just kind of on default mode. It's, it's just something that you do naturally. You either get up and brush or you get up and you don't brush. You either get up and take a shower or you don't get up and take a shower. It's It's something that you've instilled within yourself and you're diligent in this practice. So again, whether it yields the results that you want or if it doesn't, it doesn't matter. That The principle is still at work. And so if you want to use this principle, if you want to work with this to create something that you want, you absolutely can do that, right? You can wake up right now today and you can say, all right, I'm doing things differently. You don't have to wait for your birthday. You don't have to wait for a new year. You don't have to wait for a new quarter. You can just decide right now. Okay. And this is something that I make a practice of because time is so valuable, right? And we often tell ourselves, hey, you know what? I am now aware of this thing and I want to implement it. And I'm going to start tomorrow. What would happen? What would your life look like if you said, hey, I'm now aware of this thing and I want to implement it now? How much faster would you achieve the things that you want to achieve? Who would you become if that was your way of being consistently? Hey, I learned this new thing. I'm going to implement it now instead of waiting for tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, right? What would your finances look like? What would your goals look like? How many goals would you, would you have already accomplished if that's the way that you operated? You know what I mean? All right, so here's the next question. Hey T, thanks for doing this. I know you are really driven and have accomplished some things that I aspire to do one day. So I'm curious. What is your goal setting process and how do you know it will work? So I really like this question. So thank you for the compliment. I appreciate that. Um, So there are many ways that I can answer this, 
but I'm going to keep it simple because one of my favorite mentors often says, if you want to confuse someone, then make things complicated. But if you actually want to help someone, then keep things simple. And so I'm going to keep it simple. So my goal setting process is not as important as the principles that would be helpful for you as you learn to create effective goals. And so the reason why I say this is because as a mom of three young kids with a growing business, I was going to say growing family, but the family ain't grown. We are not having any more kids. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay. (laughs) We are not having any more kids. So as a mom of young kids with a growing business, the way that I set my goals and my thought process and all that stuff, it may not be beneficial for you. And so if you know the principles that I consider as I'm setting my goals, it's going to be more helpful for you when you are mapping out your life and your goals and your business. Okay. So I'm going to give you the principles of effective goal setting. So you you are going to want to write this down. Okay. You're going to want to write this down. So here are the principles. The first one is vision. Where are you going and why are you going there? Second principle, clear action plan. How will you get there? What is your strategy? Okay, that's what the plan is designed to show you. Your plan is your GPS. When you put into Google Maps, hey, I want to go to this place. It shows you different options for getting there. It shows you the time it will take if you chose to walk, the time it'll take if you chose to take the bus, the time it'll take if you chose to Uh, ride the bike, the time it would take if you chose, the time and money it would take if you chose to take an Uber or a Lyft, right? You might even have other options depending on where you're going. It might even show you airplanes and train fares and all kinds of stuff, right? So that's your strategy. Which plan, which option do you choose, okay? The third principle is having wise counsel, having people who have gone before you, having people with experience and wisdom, okay? And then Two bonus principles, the fourth one being having diligent character and the fifth one being success or abundance, right? The result that you want. And so let's talk about the first three principles, vision, clear action plan, and having wise counsel. So all of these practices, having vision, having a clear action plan, and having wise counsel, it leads to developing your character and success in your desired endeavor. So how do I know this? There are several reasons, and I will tell you all of them. So we know that the plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. That is a proverb. Now think about this. Get rich quick schemes. How many people have you seen succeed in this? None, right? Their results last for a moment, but it doesn't last, stand the test of time. It doesn't endure like a, a lifetime. It doesn't, it doesn't span through for the long term, for the long haul. Why is this? This is because people who are looking for overnight success, people who have this, this quick gains, pleasure over long-term fulfillment mentality, they don't want to go through the process of becoming the kind of person who can create the result that they desire. And we all know that you will not stand where your character cannot keep you, right? The door might be open, but if you are not ready 
to walk through that door, if you are not ready, if you are not the kind of person who can build the result that you desire, like for example, people who get liposuction, most of them end up getting fat again. They end up regaining all the weight that they lost. And it's because they never developed the discipline physically to create new habits. And they never developed the inner strength, the mindset, the perspective. They never learned about food. They never healed their relationship with food. They never changed their interaction, their conversation, their the way that they handle food. And so they lost the weight. They look different. They feel better, but they end up gaining it again because they are the same person. This is why the plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty, right? The reason why wise counsel is important is because it's it's just like Jim Rohn said, right? Jim Rohn is a personal development teacher. He's one of the, the legends in this industry. And he said that you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And there is also a proverb that says, bad company corrupts good morals. So when we are intentional about the company that we keep, then our relationships make us better. It's just like the saying, iron sharpens iron, right? And so a friend sharpens a friend. And this is why I'm super careful about who my friends are and who I spend time with. So I have many people that I love and that I have an absolute blast with when we spend time together, right? We can chill and it's all good. We have great conversations and all that stuff. However, just because I love them and I enjoy being around them and they're nice people, it doesn't mean that they get to join my circle of wise counselors. And it also doesn't mean that I choose to spend every waking hour with them, right? I love them and they're great, but I'm very intentional about surrounding myself day in and day out with people and ideas that are wiser than I am. People that inspire me, people that challenge me, people that are pushing me into places that I've never been before. And this is not to say that I I can only be friends with people who push me and I shouldn't make time for people that I love and all that stuff. No, I make lots of time for the people that I love, even if they don't add value to me in this way, right? Because people can add value in different ways. Not everybody's going to challenge me. Not everybody's going to be a source of inspiration. But I have different people in my life for different reasons, And so when it comes to my group of wise counselors, when it comes to the people that I surround myself with day in and day out, when it comes to the people, just like Jim Rohn said, the, we become the average of the people that we spend the most time with. And there's also another quote that says, um, we are a product of our environment. I want to make sure that the environment that I'm soaking myself in is one that is healthy, is one that is going to get me to my destiny is one that is aligned with my purpose and my calling and my assignment. And it's one that is going to help to produce the best through me, right? I want to be in spaces where I'm not the smartest in the room, where I'm not the most insightful and I'm not the, the wisest, right? 
I want to be in having conversations with people who think differently than I do, right? People who challenge what I'm saying and, and what I'm doing because it makes me better. Iron sharpens iron. If, if a chicken is running around with a bunch of pigeons trying to learn how to, how to cluck and how to walk like a chicken, will it learn what it needs to learn to be an effective chicken, to be a full-blown chicken? No, because it's chilling with the wrong type of bird, right? A chicken got to get around other chickens to learn how to be an effective chicken, right? Trailblazers got to get around other trailblazers to learn how to blaze trails. And none of us get to a point where we know all there is to know and we don't need community. That is never true. And when we try to isolate ourselves from people who can make us better, then we become fools, right? The person who isolates themselves thinking that they're wise becomes a fool. I never want to be that person. And so the kind of relationships that I'm open to and that I surround myself with are one, deep relationships. These are the friendships with people who know me and I know them. And these are people who are in my life whether I'm successful or not, whether I'm on Instagram or not, whether I have $100,000 in the bank or not, whether I have, you know, a ton of followers or one follower, it doesn't matter. These people know me and they love and support me. These are people who are not impressed with anything that I do externally. They know me as a person. It's just like parents and their children, right? Your mom is going to love you no matter what, whether you're homeless living on the street or whether you're, you know, the president, your mom is your mom. The love is unconditional. The way she sees you doesn't change because of the things that you do or the things that you accomplish. That's, that's how these people are in my life, right? They're people that are unmoved. They will challenge me, correct me, rebuke me, love me, you know, encourage me, all that stuff. They're unmoved by anything that happens in my life. And I love them for that. And I'm, I'm the same for them. I try to be the same for them, you know? And these are not, like, I know when you hear this, you might be thinking like, oh, that's so nice. They must have been your friends for a long time. No, they could have come into my life yesterday, right? It's the vibe. It's the connection. It's the, the like, you know when someone, someone's just, just trying to be your friend because of the things that you've accomplished and the person, the things that you've done. Right. You know, when someone's just trying to like, oh, yeah, you got you're on the honor roll. So let me let me itch up to you and, and be close to you because you can help me in some way. Right. You know, when someone has an ulterior motive. Right. We know it. And it's OK. People can come into your people will come into your life and, and have their own selfish motives. It happens. There's nothing to be angry about. There's nothing to protect yourself from. It happens. It's a part of life. It's normal. And that's OK. Sometimes you're called to serve those people, to love those people, to pour into those people. Other times you're not. And in those cases, you don't have to entertain it, right? But it's okay. It, it's okay. <laughs> it really is. And then there are other relationships that, that I have and that I make time for where with people who are my mentors, coaches, counselors, all that kind of stuff, teachers, right? And so right from the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey, I've invested in myself like thousands of dollars. So I started out with an online mentor who was 100% free and they helped me to build up the courage and the confidence to even get started. And then I invested in a business coach to help me to start my business because I had no idea what I was doing. Okay. This business coach was, was thousands of dollars. 
thousands. And it was it was a good learning experience. And so after investing in this coach who helped me to get my business started, I also invested in another coach who was a multimillionaire and they helped me to scale my business and to turn it into a system that could work and run without me. And so that helped me and is helping me to turn my business into a money generating machine. And that allows me the time to do things that don't require me to be sitting on my laptop in order to get paid, right? I'm no longer trading time for money. I'm no longer like, okay, I got to go to this coaching call in order for me to get paid. No, my business is running and I get paid whether I am sitting on my laptop or not, whether I'm in a live Zoom meeting or not, right? And it's awesome. And so I constantly, so now at this point in my life, I invest in counselors and in teachers who help me to develop myself, who help me to understand finances, to help me to become a better wife, right? To help me to, to even take care of myself better. Because oftentimes we're out here doing what needs to get done and it's awesome. That's, that's healthy. That's good. But sometimes we neglect ourselves in the process and that is not good, right? Especially parents. We oftentimes will do what is required during the day, go to work, work on the business, do whatever. And then we neglect our goals. We neglect our health. We neglect our peace. We neglect our heart. And that is not cool. And in the long run, it's only going to cause cause burnout. And so I'm very intentional about having therapists and counselors and mentors and coaches and people that I work with and that I invest in for myself, for my own well-being and for my marriage and for all that kind of stuff. And so I am surrounded by experts who not only have the experience and can teach me what they know and what I don't know, but they can also look at me with compassion because they know what it's like to walk in my shoes. And these are two of the top things that I look for before choosing to work with people. Because trust me, I once before had a coach who was a high ticket coach and I thought it was going to be awesome. I didn't really do my research. I didn't really like listen to their podcast or listen to their Instagram posts or anything like that. I didn't really know, but I just assumed that based on the information that was on the sales page, that this was going to be a good fit. And we also had a, a phone conversation and it sounded like, okay, it could be helpful. But when I actually enrolled in this high ticket program, it turned out to be terrible. It wasn't what I needed. The information was great, but it wasn't for where I was at in my business. And so it didn't work out the way that I was hoping. And this person, this coach didn't offer refunds. And so I paid a ton of like thousands of dollars to enter this program. It wasn't helpful for me. And we ended up we ended up working out another situation, but from that experience, I, I learned that these are two very important things for me that when I'm working with somebody, when I'm hiring someone to work with, they got to have experience and they got to have compassion and their experience has to be at least one step ahead of me in order for me to work with them. Because if it's not a good fit, like if, if the content is not tailored for where I'm at, it's just going to be a waste of money. And and if our conversations are, you know, conversations that I already work through, then it's not really helpful, right? It's a waste of money and it's a waste of time. That's that.
The next question is, what is your biggest goal setting failure and what did you learn from it? <laughs> All right. So I'm going to be honest. I can't think of one goal setting failure. And so to even try to think of the biggest one is even more of a challenge. And this is not to say that I haven't made any mistakes because I absolutely have. And is there anything that I failed when it comes to my goals? Yeah, 100%. So what are some lessons that I learned from these mistakes? I can spill the tea on that because I have a ton of lessons. And so I'm going to give you three lessons right now. So the first lesson that I learned from some of my goal setting mistakes and failures is lesson one, the time that it takes to accomplish a goal depends on you 100%. So really understanding this changed how I approach my goals because we often hear that if you, if you want to accomplish something big, then no matter what, whether it's growing a business, losing weight, developing your mindset, seeing transformation in your life, it's all going to take time. And so what I interpret that to mean was that if I wanted to be successful, it's going to take years. And in the past, it, that was discouraging information because I wanted the results now. I was one of those, you know, overnight success people. Give me the result now, instant gratification. And the reason why I wanted that is because to me, that was the evidence that I was on the right path. And since then, I've learned that there are other methods, other things that we can use to measure our progress to ensure that we're on the right track. It doesn't take, you know, overnight success to do that. But I wanted the small doses of instant gratification because it made me feel like I'm doing something right here, right? It was like the small confirmation, the small wins that let me know that I'm en route. And so what I've learned from this mistake of interpreting that things take time to mean that things take years, the thing that I learned is that instead of avoiding what is required of me right now in this season, I can focus on what is required of me now. I can focus on the step that is in front of me now. Instead of thinking about the whole staircase and the journey and the time it's going to take and what it's going to look like and what's required and all these things that I imagine that may not be true, I can look at what's in front of me right now. How can I do this to the best of my ability? How can I maximize this opportunity? What can I do with what's in front of me, the tools that I have, the network that I have, the resources that I have, the team that I have in order to get to the next stage to build out the bigger vision. And this has helped me in ways that I'm sure I'm not even aware of completely because it's taken a load off. Like there's no pressure. There's no more anxiety. There's no need to rush to get to the finish line. There's no need to like, oh my God, in this quarter, I better make $100,000 or else I'm a failure, right? I better get to a million or else I'm doing something wrong, right? There's no more of that. Instead, I'm, I use everything that I have access to to create the best that I can create and then we go from there. What's the result that we created from doing our best? And is that what we need to move things to the next stage? If it is, great. If it's not, great. It doesn't mean anything about the effort I've put in or my ability to get the result. It doesn't mean anything about my team or the our strategy or 
things like that. It doesn't change anything, right? The time that it takes is 100% dependent on me and the way that I show up today, right now, in this moment determines the ultimate outcome of the thing that I want. Lesson number two is having goals does not interfere with God's plan. And this was huge for me because I'm God's girl. Like literally my deepest desire is to make God proud. And so in the beginning of my journey, I would wrestle with the question, are my goals getting in the way of God's plan? Should I even have goals? And what does God think about these goals, right? Are goals biblical? And if you have a desire like me, then you probably have had the same question at one point or another. Or maybe right now you're even asking yourself like, yo, these are legit questions. T, let me hear your answer, right? So we're often taught to go with the flow and to let God lead and to follow God's plan and, and all these things. But what does that actually look like? Because in the good book, God also tells us to have a vision, make a plan and be diligent, right? He even goes as far as to say, to watch the ant, you sluggard, right? They have no king. They have no leader. They have no one telling them what to do, but they gather all summer preparing for the winter. And in God's wisdom, he teaches us to prepare and to have a healthy work ethic, right? He encourages us to do our best all the time. He says to work as if you're working unto the Lord, right? So where do goals fit into all of this? So in the word, in the good book, I've only seen the word goals come up once. If you've seen it anywhere else in the Bible, then holla at your girl. Let me know on, on the gram because I would love to see it. I would love to learn. I would love to explore it. But I've only seen it once. And that was when Paul was talking about Paul. For those of you who do not read the good book, Paul is is someone who is is trying to fulfill his assignment. He wants to do all that God wants him to do during his time, his life on earth. And he wants to do it to the best of his ability. He's very zealous for God and, and for um, the mission that God put him on. And that's, I feel the same way. That's, that's where I'm at too. And so what Paul says is the, the, where we find the word goals is when Paul talks about pressing towards the prize of the upward call right? He says, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So what does this mean for us? So does this mean that the only goal we can have is to press on towards the prize of the upward call? No. Okay. Does this mean that if we set goals to be healthy or to align our life more with our purpose or to grow wiser in spiritual and natural things that we are out of God's perfect plan or that we're getting in the way of what he's doing in and through us. No, okay? Because if our goals align with his vision, are we not working with him, right? If our deepest desire is to please him, then are we not setting goals with him? Like really think about it. Do you think that God is limited by our goals? or by us having a big life vision? Absolutely not. Do you know God? He made the whole planet. Like literally he spoke and it became something. He said, let there be grass and there was grass. Let there be pigeons and there were pigeons. Let there be zebras and there were zebras. This God is so creative. His imagination is way beyond anything that we've ever seen. But we think that our big goals, our big life vision can intimidate or restrict God, right? Right? 
Do we think that God can use goals to develop mastery in us? Do we think that God can use goals to develop our skills, to develop our maturity, to develop our character, our confidence, and all these things? 100%. So as long as we remain open and humble and prayerful as we create these goals, then there's no way that our goals are going to restrict God or limit God or, or prevent him from doing what he wants to do in our lives and even in the earth. Okay. There's no way. And so this, what we're talking about here about God and goals and all this stuff, this is, is a whole conversation for another episode and I'm down to create it if you want it. So let me know, hit me up on the gram if you want to go deeper in this, but now I'm going to jump into lesson number three. So the third lesson that I learned is that setting goals doesn't make you a, a better person than people who choose not to. So Setting goals is a choice and having goals makes life easier and allows for progress to happen at a faster rate because we're intentional about it, right? We are creating it on purpose. And so this doesn't mean that people who don't have goals are lazy or that they're unmotivated, right? Because many people who have goals can still feel the same way. They can still feel lazy. They can still feel unmotivated at times. So goals is not what makes you a better person, right? Goals just set the vision for where you're going. Goals just help you to, to live in alignment with the thing that you're creating. It helps you to, to, to understand what you're doing. And so you're, you're more effective in what you're creating. But do you need goals to create a successful life? No. Can goals help you to create a successful life? Successful life? Absolutely. They do. We know they do. So every Fortune 500 company sets goals. Every trailblazer, including Oprah, Elon Musk, Steve Jobs, Nelson Mandela, the list goes on. They all set goals. And anyone who has ever made a difference in the world sets goals. So if you want to maximize your personal potential, create intentional progress in your life and your business, and make deliberate strides at a healthy pace, then goals need to become your best friend. All right. So those are all the questions that I can answer in this episode. I know that you enjoyed it. I know I'm sure that you collected a bunch of notes and I hope that this episode inspired you to go out and to, to really take inspired action. Okay. So we will have more episodes like this. If this one helped you share it with a friend, share it with your family, share it with someone that you love, someone that you know will do something with it and let's go out and Take our goals seriously. Let's take the time that we have left in this year seriously. There's six months. We're going to use three of those months to intentionally create a new life, intentionally create a new you, intentionally create a new business. And then while you're on your journey, if you need any support, if you have any questions, holla at your girl. It's T forever underscore on the gram. And in the meantime, between time, I love you. Stay awesome. Mwah. Chat soon. Thank you.